welcome to episode 312 of TechSync, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. And today's show is a, a Sunday show coming to you from Jason's Pasadena Palace. How are you doing, Jason? I'm good. How about yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. So this is this is a new thing. We're doing a show, what, maybe it hadn't even been a month. This is so bizarre. I, I mean, you're, you, you, you called this show, so... I don't, you know, I, I don't have well, anything prepped. Well, I was uh, on the, um, I was in the comments, you know, I, I lost my login, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like a year and a half ago. Yeah. And I kept, I don't know what happened, but maybe I, I refreshed my cache or something or I, I had, didn't have it written down, so I couldn't log in and I tried a few times and I got frustrated. Finally, I was like, all right, I'm just going to email Justin since you're the one who, you know runs the website and uh, you reset it hmm. and so anyway i started getting the com replying to people and stuff and it got me kind of motivated I was oh like, you know okay. i should get it well you know it's like when nobody's commenting you're kind of like i don't know does he even listen to this thing you know and it's like what's kind of what's the point but then when you realize that people actually are listening and oh yeah enjoying sure it and then you're listen, like okay yeah. well then it's then it's worth doing i guess so okay great but that was uh that was kind of funny um so, um, where do you want to start today? I mean, I can tell you, I mean, I've, I can tell you my one piece of news and then we'll go, then let's we'll move go. to you. Let's go. Justin's one not, piece I'm, of news. I'm not sure it's a piece of news. Um, it's just a thing. Okay. Um, I asked, I asked Rob Walling if I could speak at MicroConf. And he said, no, hell no or no? No, no, not exactly. He <laughs> said, he said, um, he said uh, he likes the idea and he'll put my name down. When, when they choose, which is going to be, you know, they, I, I think they choose like later on in the year. Okay. So yeah. you're up so for it's consideration. Not a no. you're, it's, it's, not. A, it's a possible. It's a maybe. It's, it's a maybe. Okay. What are you going to talk about? I don't know. But um, what I do know is I can, they, they've got two, two different microcomps now. They have the starter edition and the, the growth edition. And um, given that I'm knee deep in starter stuff, like there's a lot of different subjects I could talk about just right. about the start, you know, the starting. And the difference between this time and the last time is last time I just, it was just this kind of like bumbling, rambling story about what I'd done. But this time I, I actually really know what I'm talking about. So it would, would probably be a good presentation this time. You know, right. I, I do something that was worthwhile that, that brought value to the, to the audience. Yeah, yeah. When was that? Do you remember what year that was? Oh, that was a while ago. 2012, was it? I think it might've been before that. Because we started doing the show in like, it was like June of 2009. No. Maybe it was 2012, maybe 2011. Yeah. It was early, early days. It was the first microconf, so whenever that was. It was the first microconf. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Have you? Yeah. So there's that. I, I got a new car. I was just telling you outside. Um, that's my uh, second Audi Q5. I just couldn't. I really, I looked around at a few different cars, but I couldn't find anything I You're liked. You just, that's what you like. You I like just what you like. like. I like what I like. And, you know, there's some sentimental value there as well because my dad drove an Audi. Okay. So there's a little bit of sentimental attachment to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like, just, just driving the other cars, they just didn't, I don't know. I'm so okay. used to it. Um, I looked at your the CX-5 that you mentioned. and Oh, the, oh, the, yeah, oh, the, the Mazda. I, I don't have a CX-5, but just the Mazda. Yeah, the, the Mazda range, yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. Got a good deal on that. Um, Any news with Nugget? Uh, you, well, the 
the new lo- the launch of the new stuff that I was telling you yeah, about. Yeah, well, that was know. three weeks ago. Any anything happened much since then? Uh, because you, the just, second batch is going. Just through. that the second the second batch has got a lot further along, and there's there's five people to watch now. I think five people have a, a strong chance of making some out revenue. Of how many? Out of like twenty twenty. Five people out of both batches, or the second? Yeah, out of uh, all together. Both batches. Each yeah. batch has like about ten. Yeah. And so you, five, five so far are are, are I think looking so. really strong. Yeah, I think five have five have got strong ideas. They're kind of moving forward, and they're actually progressing through the stages, right? Because some Progress, people yeah. kind of yeah struggle getting. They just like hit a sticking point, and then they just stop doing anything. Oh, so okay. you, so the five are going through. What? How far through that? Have was like ten steps or something? Ten stages or? Yeah, there's twelve stages in total. I've almost I've almost finished writing up to stage nine. Okay. And most of those guys are on stage seven. So stage seven is like the the kind of validation stage. Okay. So there's it's quite there's like sixteen steps in that stage, mm-hmm. um, and it's a loop, so you don't kind of leave the stage until you're validated. Okay. Um, and you know, getting validated is is not the easiest thing in the world. Like that that takes hustle. Right. And in fact, I need to write a hustle lesson, or I need to record some some audio that really speaks to do ever do whatever the hell it takes to right. get those to get talking to those first 10 to 20 people right you know right um that's kind of a sticking point um for 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 the people for anyone you know it is i mean i i you know i mean i'm a lot of people who are entrepreneurs are uh technical in nature and that means they're not necessarily extroverts they're not necessarily sales oriented um or they're just thinkers maybe they're not technical but they're sort of like they think of strategy they think of from a business perspective but again they're not you know, uh, heavily sales oriented, but the people who are naturals are going out and talk to people are sales people. Right. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's obviously people are sort of on the extroversion introversion scale, which yeah. people can overcome that. Right. But, uh, but also, uh, you know, sales is a, um, it's a skill. You know, I mean, you could say somebody has more of a salesman personality just because they're extroverted and they go and talk to people. But some people are introverts, but they just force themselves to do it. And they learn, like, I got to do this if I'm going to make, you know, whatever it is happen. You know, the introvert, extrovert is an interesting point. But in some ways, we've dealt with that in the course because guiding them towards picking the product and also towards picking the growth strategies will kind of try to counterbalance with you know whatever their issue is so if they really are introvert we'll we'll get them to work systems that aren't about kind of going out on the street and talking to someone or you know they're they're more like using twitter or using facebook like very kind of online online so they're still not talking to people in person yeah they're not talking to people in person exactly yeah i mean that's it's that's there that's an option of course that's that's the the recommended path talking to people yeah that, i think at the end of the day path, recommended path i think but, at the end of the day if you're not actually talking to people in person you're missing out on a big piece of it i mean you can kind of it's kind of like want to lose weight but you don't want to get in shape but you don't want to exercise it's like dude at some point you actually got to do it you actually have to get out of your nerd hole and go and talk to people um you know maybe you can get some information you know, via email, you can get some e- email verse, you know, chat or whatever. But I feel like nothing see- replaces that connection and the look in people's eyes and seeing how people are responding to things and getting a real sense of, you know, because a lot of times you're trying to find out the truth about how people feel about things. It's 
after there's almost some trust building, there's some relationship building there. I agree with you. Um, I agree with you. But having said that, you know, having had the experience of doing it without that, like with, with Nugget, you know, Nugget mm-hmm. was born without talking to people. It was born through Slack. So it was, there was a lot of talking to people, but on Slack. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that I recommend for it. Like that, that's not just a recommendation. That's mandatory that basically once you create your landing page, you connect it up with a Slack group and you're essentially driving people to, into your Slack. So I think of that as like the best the best way to have this kind of ongoing asynchronous communication because you can communicate with people quite well in Slack. I do think that, um, as you say, I think that you want to, the way that I've planned out the courses is to try and get people in there and then build them up to the point where you're on the phone with them. Yeah. Right. And that's when you get, you know, the real magic happens, but you know, yeah, well, okay. Like I, I, said, I agree. You go in steps. You, I mean, right. Yeah. Like, Build confidence, mm. you know, maybe some people, they're more comfortable just, hi, you know, people people are more comfortable hiding behind the screen. Sometimes they are going mm-hmm. and talking to people on the phone, much as meeting people in person. I mean, I'm super happy to speak to people, but, but what I will say is when life is as hectic as mine, it's been a godsend to be able to do it on Slack, you know, to do it in a very asynchronous way. Mm-hmm. You know, I have really haven't had that many face-to-face conversations for, for Nugget anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Plugio, it was all about that 100%, you know. Um, so I think it can work, work mm-hmm. both ways, but mm-hmm. yeah, do agree with you. So I'll tell you a couple of products. Well, so one guy has got, um, the, the, his brand is quilt mm-hmm. and basically it's software for people who make quilts. So, you know, one of the things that I've got there in the, in the course is, um, is, is a branding lesson telling you how to name, come up with brands. And um, <clears throat> so Quilt is, is a nice brand. It's like Word, you know, something like that. He got a great name of Quilt, uh, domain of Quilt.1. And yeah, he's doing, he's going, doing great. Like he's, he's speaking to a lot of people. He's had a lot of face-to-face discussions. Mm-hmm. He's doing mock-ups. He's iterating. So that's going nice. Mm-hmm. Um, another really interesting one that I like is, um, uh, uh, so that his name's John Garcia. Garcia, if I remember correctly. I don't have the, the screen names right there uh, in front of me, but that's his name. So, and then John Paul is doing something called Fire CI. So basically fire.ci. And what it is, is it's, um, you know, continuous integration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically the thing about continuous integration is it's, it's expensive. Like to get, to buy, you know, cloud-based uh, continuous integration, it's expensive. And you, you know, if you want, you know, what happens is like you check in a build and it runs the whole, you know, integration. If you have like, runs the test, all the if you have tests. like 10 developers working on that, you know, you need to pay a lot of money to have uh, concurrent testing happening. Okay. I mean, I'm talking like at least a hundred, 150 bucks a month, you know, okay. for, for a decent service. Well, what he's done is he's, he's, it doesn't sound like a lot of money for a company. It's not Okay. It's not a lot. Well, I thought you were going to tell me $10,000 a month or something. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's a lot of money for a company like us, you know, like ours, where, you know, I guess the front office don't necessarily think, oh, you need to spend a lot of money on continuous integration. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know. We're just, we're just a small team. You know, we, you like, say we are talking about modern teacher, modern yeah. teacher, yeah. Okay. So just a small team of developers, and 
Okay. I mean, okay, I, so, I so guess what's, I could, what's the I point? Could, I don't know. So what's the point of I it? I could sell. I could sell the case. Well, the the point is, is that he, that he, the hack is is that it's local continuous integration. So he's he's done like a he's building a system where when you're it's Docker, like you'll have a like a, a continuous integration server on your machine that's running on Docker. That means that all all the devs can scale. So if you've got ten devs, mm-hmm. you can all check in at the same time. It can run. You know, it'll do everything that it needs to do. And it, but it it's kind of communicated through a central website, a central dashboard, yeah. which is kind of cool because, you know, these, you know, cloud-based service like it it costs it it costs them a significant amount of money per month to for each server that they have, yeah. you know, so he you know he's gonna I like he he can bring the kind of monthly price point per dev down to something like five bucks or something like that, from one hundred and fifty. Well, from from. Exactly. Yeah. So, so let's seems, say it seems way, way too low. So, I mean, you're let's you're say selling you had a, t- you're selling to businesses and you're charging five dollars a month. I mean, why that? No, you're seem- not charging them five dollars a month. It's like the Slack model. It's, it's per developer. Okay. So, if there's ten developers, it would be fifty bucks. Still yeah. seems low to me. I mean, a a, 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 a company charging five dollars. I mean, I don't know. To me, that sounds low. It's I just it's just a starting. Price I know, point. but I'm I'm just. I, I, I just businesses. Well, this is, is a good. Like, this whatever. is a good. This is a good discussion. So, one thing. One thing that you know, a, a meme that you hear a lot about is, we don't charge enough. You know, people don't charge enough. And um, Patrick McKenzie has a really the seminal article, the Black Art of SaaS Pricing, mm-hmm. and the point that he makes many times, correctly, I think, is that developers undervalue themselves. They don't charge enough, and I agree, but. With one caveat, when you're first starting out, it doesn't make sense to start at the high price point. It makes sense to start at the low price point and then work your way up. So you start at something like what I'm talking about, you know, five bucks per developer, and then you move up to a 10 bucks per developer because in the first place, you don't truly know if your software, you're not really feeling that confident in yourself. You don't know if your software is going to break, you know, you, you, Mm-hmm. You, and there's nothing that's there's nothing to stop you from from just kind of going up that way. You want to give your first customers a break, mm-hmm. you know, price breaks. So yeah, I agree with you. Like you know, you're like, oh no, no, that's that's not expensive enough. I agree, but it's the right price. Okay, to, well here, to here's begin. the thing: is the is the only competition is is it really just a, a price, or is, they, is he going to do stuff better than what's currently done? Well, so one one thing that's one thing that's better is even even for these systems that are like I'm talking like 200 plus. Like they don't have like five concurrent bills or something like that. Like there isn't even a system out there that would be I don't know. I mean I'm thinking they'd be like five hundred bucks or something for ten developers to be able to when check you say in. Five hundred bucks. You mean five hundred dollars a month? Five hundred dollars a month. Okay. For ten developers to check in at the same time and there's ten concurrent CI bills running. Yeah. Okay, so, so 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 that's so so that most people wouldn't even have like most it, it does a queuing system right. So if, in our CI we use CodeShip. And it queues. So if 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 we do five check-ins, it's queued, and you have to wait. Every and every bill takes, you know, because it's a low-grade server. Every bill takes like ten minutes. Yeah. So. So it's fa- it's faster. It's more concurrent. Yeah. Okay. And so it's that, cheaper. I think, I think the speed is uh, a bigger issue than price because developers are expensive. And anything that's causing developers to block and not get stuff done because they're waiting for something to to run is a huge waste of time. So 
you know, if you're paying a developer 100 grand a year, 150 grand a year, whatever, you know, or more, and, um, you know, a couple, you know, even if it happens three or four times a week where they're just sitting around kind of like, well, you know, if this thing just ran and I had my answers, then I can move on to the next thing, right? I kind of, because you know how it is, sometimes your mind is just kind of on something, right? You have to context switch, okay, so now what am I going to do? I, got, I really want to just see what happens with this integration build, because if this works, then I'm going to do, you know, X. If it doesn't work, then I'm going to do Y. I'm just going to have to sit on my hands or kind of go do something else and maybe trying to find something else to do. I think, you know, if I'm going to spend money on something, I'm going to spend money on things that are they're going to keep my developers from blocking and being as efficient as possible because they are expensive as hell. Their time is as expensive. And not only that, the keeping the product from moving forward is expensive. So I, you know, I mean, right, you, that's why you go talk to people, right? You're getting, you're getting one man's opinion. My opinion is if I had a team of five, six, seven, eight developers, I'd be like, make them more efficient, stop them from blocking, stop them from context switching. So yeah, sure, fine, start cheaper, but that's, that is what I would pitch. Well, I'd be like, you know, you know, something about having your, um, you know, because you don't sell benefits and features, you sell benefits. Right, right. And the benefits is stop, you know, your development, stop blocking your development team you know, concurrent integration, whatever, something like that. Concurrent integration testing, no blocking, you know, whatever. I've just realized that this, this would be a, a, like a good segment for the show. Jason, like picking apart the ideas that people in Nugget come up with. <laughs> oh, jeez. Right? Then I'm like the bad guy, right? <laughs> well, no, you, you're the bad guy or you're the good guy, you know. Well, I, I look, I, I'm not saying it's a bad idea at all. I'm just saying that um, I don't care about, I'm just saying, so for me right now, obviously I'm paying people to build stuff and work on stuff for my, for the, my startup. I don't, I don't care about $150 a month, really, if it's moving the needle. Yeah. Somewhere. That is not a big deal to me. What is a big deal is when I find out if I get the sense that my developer is blocking several times every, you know, over two or three day period because of something. That is that I'm like okay, this has got to stop. We got to we got to. Well, so something else, something, and that's just like one. If that was just like one developer, I had like a team of developers, and you added up all the time that they blocked. Well, something something? else that he can do is, so you know how you like check in quickly. You know, one like you check in, and then maybe ten minutes later you'll do another check in. Yeah. You know, so that can build up on a queued system a lot, quite Mm -hmm. quite quickly. So something that he can also do is he can make it so that let's say you have a team of ten developers. 20 developers, everyone's running Fire CI on their machine. They can choose the amount of uh, resources of their machine it's going to take. But that can queue to everyone's machine if you want. So, you know, you've got two options. It can either just queue to your machine, so you, so no one else is using your resources, or alternatively, you're sharing resources. So that would really answer that, that issue that you had. Because, because even if you queued up six, they'd be like, they'd go through real, you know, bam, 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 real yeah, exactly. fast. I mean, it's... Look, I mean, what do you think of the brand? Fire, I that, like it. Fire CI is great. That's the actual domain, fire.ci. That's great. Yeah, it's that's cool, great. Huh? No, it's a great name. Um, uh, Logo is good I just, too. You know, fine. Start with the cheap pricing if you want. That's fine. Out of the gate, just you're trying to get some users. Maybe the pri- maybe maybe the some small companies will bite on it if it's cheaper. But at the end of the day, um, the thing that really is going to move the uh, uh, the thing that's going to be important 
is making um, your development process more efficient. Well, you know, since we're talking about this and the audience that we're speaking to is relevant, I just want to say, um, if if you are if you would be interested in being, uh, you know, one of the one of the what I call a super seed, like a person to to talk to that that John Paul could talk to, and um, so you you may be critical of this idea, you may have feedback about this idea. Just go to fire.ci and sign up for his his thing, and he'll he'll put you put you into a Slack group, and then you guys could start talking. You know, yeah. So you're gonna pay for advertising space after <laughs> that. Is that what? Do I expect a check for this or what? <laughs> I get a McDonald's Happy Meal or something. I mean, what? <laughs> hey, I'll cut that out if you. No, I'm. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that's a good one. Okay, well, that's that's cool. Well, I, you know, it's one thing I like about Nugget is it, it's, it's, uh, you know, this is what you love to do, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just this thinking about startup ideas and playing with them and branding them and testing them. that's like your favorite thing in the world so, so you get to do it all so you kind of get to do it you know but obviously you with your with a startup you have to like go with an idea now you kind of went with a meta idea in a sense so then yeah you know. well all these guys are going with ideas right so yeah. you get you get your i, I get uh, to be part of like a lot of process, different people's ideas which, which is, is great. what you like to do more than anything yeah um I can tell. I can is there talk. another one that that you're really that? Let's. I don't want to spend the whole show going around. No, no, ideas, no, But no. if there's another idea that you think uh, would be well, a good. What did you think of the quilt one? I have no opinion on quilting. No, it's no. Really <laughs> not of interest to me. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero interest. Do you have one on knitting? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now knitting. No, no knitting. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, oh, we, pro, we're all over that. Macrame, maybe. No, I have not. Not um, my thing. One one is 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 is, is called happy. So I, I think I may have spoken to you about this off yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was curious what you thought. So basically, the idea behind this is is gamifying the workplace. Mm-hmm. So um, happy. Uh, I can't remember what the domain domain is. I can't remember. I'll put it in the show notes. But anyway, so the idea is like gamifying the workplace. So let's say you had a sales team, right? And they were doing they were doing sales, or let's say you had a dev team. Some you could with this system, you could create a dashboard, and you could like have a leaderboard mm-hmm. of people in the company, kind of competing with each other. So basically, it's sort of like finding ways of gamifying um, work. And you could also do things like plug Slack in or plug email in. Or I mean, yeah. it's totally just in dis- yeah, right, right, in right, brainstorming right. stage right now. Mm-hmm. But just this idea, you know, do you think that there's any scope to gamify the workplace is that interesting do i think so yeah i'm asking you uh well yeah i mean gamification tends to work now the only thing is you have to be careful that as soon as you start having to like some objective measure and that becomes uh something that everyone's aware of then everyone starts game they game they game it and it no longer becomes meaningful so that's the downside so it's like okay so if like whoever writes the most lines of code is well, the best it, it would never be but that. But I'm just saying, but yeah. right, okay, yeah. so now now you have people writing lots of lines of code, even though it's, like, stupid, because, like, you know, people are, I could have written this function in three lines, but I made ten. Or, or, listen, listen, so, like, or whoever, whoever, um, you know, uh, kills the most bugs, right? Okay, yeah. well, I'm going to file a bunch of bugs, which I wouldn't have, and then I'm going to, you know, resolve the bugs, right? I, I mean, there's just that, so you have to be very careful about Well, someone would have what, to monitor the system and make sure that no one was, like, adding random bugs, you know? Well, I mean, but I'm just saying that, like, you have to make sure that, like, whatever it is that you're, that you're, whatever metrics you're using, um, 
you have to be sure that those are high quality metrics. Those aren't easily gamed. That they they themselves are meaningful. Um, but, but I mean, everyone, know, I'm not saying you can't yeah. do it. I'm just saying it's every it's, company it's, has to discover what its metric is. Like the er, most companies, well, you know, their KPIs. I'm kind, I'm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, with modern teacher, it's a very different metric to Facebook, right? You know, we we have something very different, and, and also along our whole sales pipeline, there'll be different metrics. You know, yeah, yeah. how yeah, many? No, yeah, no, I get yeah, it. So, so those all yeah. those things could be part of like a gamified dashboard. You know, mm-hmm. um, anyway, the idea, you know, the brand is happy. You know, keep people happy. Happy, uh, <laughs> okay, happy dot one, <laughs> something like that. I can't. Remember. I think it's happy, happy app, happy HQ dot app. I think that's what it is. Happy HQ dot app. That's what I think it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So anyway, so that's one. But there's 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 a bunch of other. We, we can talk about them in other shows. I'll yeah. I'll have to... that in mind now when I come to the show. You know, and I'll think. Okay, here's a good one. I want to hear Jason's soapbox about this. <laughs> okay. So uh, <laughs> so uh, what's what's with uh, how's the music career pro- progressing? Have you done? Wait, any? you didn't. I I was trying to tell you that I drove with Jack to uh, Leo Carrillo Beach, which is in Malibu. Yeah. today mm-hmm. and you say you th- you think that i never drive i but i drive all the time do you yeah i did i didn't get the sense that you ever left your house <laughs> <laughs> you spend most of your day up there in your house just on your computer all day oh man so wrong so, wrong. <laughs> so occasionally you do leave that's right you get permission a, a lot a lot <laughs> okay we were catching crabs today and uh, then this it's like they had these little tide pools yeah and um they had some big crabs there running around and Jason, as Jack uh, picked one up and got like, you know, and they, they'll the pinch pinchers. his finger and he was like, he was like, Oh, daddy. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, but you're asking me about music business. Well, no, well you last okay. time you, you were getting all, you're all getting all riled up about getting back into music. I'm and we had a big thing. Now we don't have to spend nearly as much time on it. I'm just curious if you decided to do anything or are you still, it's just, still well, just kind of on your one back. One thing burner. I did do, which coincidentally, one of my old bandmates said, you know, why don't we post our, our unreleased album mm-hmm. onto Spotify? So I did that. I posted mm-hmm. our old, our, you know, the, Money the, Penny. the last, the last studio tracks that we did. There's this great service called um, DistroKid that lets you just post it to everywhere, right. like iTunes, Amazon. So yeah, it's like six tracks under Money Penny, and it's released on August sixth tomorrow. All right. Yeah, and um, you know you you can go and check it out, and you could buy those tracks. It's it's a very very um, small album, mm-hmm. just six tracks. How much and is it's, it usually? About twelve or like, fourteen. 16 to 18 years old <laughs> yeah 16, yeah but i mean how many tracks are on an album usually I'd usually 10 i think 10 is the kind of classic amount okay yeah. what happened to the other four well we weren't intentionally making an album and they were just they were just studio tracks that we were recording and they luckily enough they all sound similar in production quality so they they make sense being packaged as an album i think most of these platforms would call it ep for extended play which okay. means an extended play single okay um so yeah, that's probably how they'll think about it. Extended play. Um, in terms of me doing music, yes, I can't. I still have the madness about it. I can't okay. stop thinking about it. I've I've worked out different. Uh, I do need to buy stuff, uh-huh. and I've got different levels of um, 
What you could, what you could, if you yeah, have, you, you had a, yeah, a level so one the mock-up kit, level one, the level two kit. kit so gonna... eight hundred bucks to get me in, but I just don't have eight hundred bucks right now. Like my everything is very tightly tuned, right? With your, with your budget, with with like the amount of tax owed, and you know the the amount going being spent on Jack and his school, and all the different businesses that George is starting, and just and the fact that. You know what? I would in an instant take that money out of OMG if it wasn't for the fact that I put in 14000 and it's now worth a little less than 5000 <laughs> So I would, I mean, just I'm not touching that money until it's at least worth what it was when I, when I started. Maybe it'll never get there. Maybe it'll completely die at zero. I agree. There's a chance. Yeah. Glad, which, uh, which is glad you invested. Appreciate in. the good advice here, <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> well, if you know, if we'd have pulled, there, there was some times when it went right up. No, but, it was it was with only within a few bucks. But what I will say is, it's still, it's 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 just basically like I said before, it's like a leaf floating in the wind. Like it's floating in the wind of of Bitcoin. It's still when we when we invested in it, it was about number twenty, the coin, like in terms of market cap. Mm-hmm. Even right now, it's it's still number twenty. There is thousands of coins, you know. It's still number twenty. It's just staying in that same place. So it's just that number twenty right now is worth like five bucks, you know, five bucks fifty cents. Before number twenty was worth fourteen bucks sixty cents. So, you know, if Bitcoin goes back up, if the market goes back up and corrects itself, then I feel like we will get that money back. I probably will pull out. And buy music, music stuff at that point. <laughs> what uh, does Georgie think? Uh, she pissed. She's not pissed. She's just like, you know, she's just like laughing a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, but I am very excited to to record. I'm very excited to buy that stuff. I just need to find some cash. Um, but maybe with an maybe with a nugget release, you know, maybe with a nugget release, I might be able to pull some cash out that way. Right. Yeah, so that's me. All right. Well, cool. Um, let's see. So what? Let me see what we talk about. What do you? Here. What do you want to talk about? Like you've you you've called this podcast so soon after the other one. You must. Well, have, just because you know, you I was in the, I was in the comments. News. I'm trying. I know I don't have any big news. Um, just just kind of random stuff. Let me see here if I have some. Uh, I'm so surprised. <laughs> you'll you'll think it's, you might think it's funny. So you notice you might notice my hair is a little shorter. Um, oh, so yeah. I, I went in and got a haircut and it was so bad. I had to get another one and it was still bad. I had to go three times <laughs> to fix it. Have you ever had a bad haircut where you just like, you don't quite realize it until you, until the next day and you're like, what the hell do they do? <laughs> do you always go to the same person? Well, you know, what happened was I took Colby to, um, this, this place and the, the stylist that I normally and only cuts my hair. She wasn't there. She usually is on Sundays. And I was kind of like, ah, crap. You know, I kind of wanted to just get it done today. Um, but I was like, well, I'm not going to do it. I'll just, you know, have Col- like, you know, Colby got his hair cut. That'll be at least one, one out of two. Um, but then she did such a good job with Colby's hair. I was like, all right, I'll just take a chance. And so, you, uh, yeah. And I paid the price. Um, you know, my for whatever reason, my hair just seems to be a little complicated. It's easy to screw it up because it's kind of wavy and stuff. And um, <laughs> I don't know, whatever reason, I got a cowlick in the back. You know, just like little like problem spots. Like if you cut them the wrong way, it just looks ridiculous. Yeah. And so um, <laughs> I came back and I and I was just like, 
I feel like I kind of got the mushroom haircut, you know? It's like too <laughs> short on the sides and too long on the you top. Mean you mean like know? a dumb and dumber? Yeah, I was, well, I don't know about that. I don't know, but it was just bad. So then, um, and then I. Did Sandy agree? Uh, not, not so much. Yeah, she's like, I don't know. You know, she just, she, she was laughing because I was making fun of myself and okay. she was kind of thought it was. Ridiculous. We feel that we feel it more acutely about ourselves. Sure. Like we, we notice it. So then I went back the next day and or no a few days later wednesday which is my stylist was there and i said and asked her if she could she's like oh yeah yeah and of course she, she just went to town to short as hell and i was like you know because you know they kind of screwed it up so you come you have to keep going short if you gotta fix it right yeah. you know and uh and then it was just like even worse in some ways and i was like oh my god you know, and then I had to, I was like, I've never done that before in my life where I've had to go back like two times. So who, who did it the third time? The same lady. I mean, she's still good, but she just. Your stylist. Yeah. My, the stylist that I use, she's still good, but I don't know. That was kind of like, uh, it was funny because like. <laughs> you need to let it grow out. You know, it was funny. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, ha- what was funny is I also, on that same day that I got the haircut, uh, I went and I had to get some protein powder and I got the protein powder and it was bad too. I had to go and get, I was, I, I had to go and return it. I'm like, something's wrong with this protein powder. It, had, it tastes like licorice. I mean, it was like a chocolate, like, like it is bad. It's like, and I never do that. I never had things, you know, how often you have to, something is just completely broken or screwed up that you have to take it back. This is a tangent and we'll come back to, to your mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you watch the show Legion? Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Have you seen both seasons? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing show. It just... You think so? I, 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 I like... I wouldn't say it's an amazing show. Well, it's I'd an amazing from, it's... A, from a perspective. The perspective of like... I mean, there's no other show that I've seen where every 15 minutes you see something that, you, that they've never did before. Like, it's just continually reimagining the way that it's... I mean, you don't think it's visually interesting and stunning? It's like an acid trip. Yeah, I'd say exactly. in that way. Yeah, it's, it's like an acid trip. It's like what an acid is. trip. I tell you, I, you know, every time I watch it, like, I don't know what the hell but this is. It's, just what you described reminded me of, of Legion. I'm watching Legion at the moment. Why? The, oh, I don't understand that way. one. That Because it's like that one, well, I don't want to give any plot spoiler away, okay, but, it's, yeah, don't but worry. it's just like this idea of you having this day where everything's just going wrong. It's just like, wait, this is, is this reality? What is going on? Yeah. Is this reality? The, um, yeah i'm surprised you I'm, don't like you're not big on late i'm surprised well, i mean i like it we watch it yeah you know but i don't think it's great i think it's one of those things it's like it's it's good it's, it's somewhere between pretty good and good it's a little some things about it are just so bizarre it's kind of dumb and some, some things about it you know the guy with like the basket over his, what is that the you guy know? with the basket over his head some right. stuff is just kind of no, I mean again, acid trippy. It's just not even. It's so weird that it's just dumb. I don't yeah. know. I th- I think it does. I think it just does things that I haven't even seen before. Like like one episode, the intro title, you know, Legion. Like for, they do the intro title differently every time. Mm-hmm. But on one episode, the entire episode happened, and then the very last scene is the intro title, and then it's ended. Mm. Like yeah, they just like that. push the boundaries. They just yeah. No, I mean, I, it's it's. I guess it's done from a very art experimental. Art, Doesn't it remind uh, you exper- of- experimental art kind of perspective? It's not a straightforward show, right? It's like they're doing stuff for an effect, 
you know, if you, like, if you look at the art, a lot of art is really weird because they're trying to create or get a reaction to something that's an effect, right? Yeah. If it's not weird, then then maybe it's just, I mean, when we describe something as weird, it's something that's um, not in line with our expectations, right? And so this that's the way the show works. You know, it's just stuff gets weirder and weirder because they want to keep stretching. They want to keep surprising you with stuff. But sometimes you look at it and you're just like, Okay, at the end of the day, I'm not here in an art gallery just looking at some images that are going to stretch my imagination. Want I want a story that makes sense. That's there's something like I'm willing to suspend belief on certain axes, and the other things need to make sense so that I'm not I don't I'm not totally I don't I'm not kicked out of it like mentally kicked out of it. like oh, this is dumb right you know it's it's like I, I that's one thing I feel about sometimes you watch sort of uh, you know different types of science fiction or things but like don't you it's think like it's, it's like a- it's like i'm with you on these i'm with you. okay I'll, I'll go with you on the time travel i'll go with you on this okay yeah but then there's some other things that are just like that's stupid well, like, that there's no way you could hack a 256-bit encryption key in one minute like <laughs> whatever i mean yeah there's just certain things like that i mean sometimes the technical stuff but then the interpersonal stuff will be so unbelievable or that i'm just that it's like uh, but don't you think it's got it's got that similar you know mr robot does does that as well where you're just not quite sure am i looking at reality now or not yeah i mean but mr robot i mean geez, legion is like an order of magnitude weirder not even oh, yeah. close i mean yeah there there were some there, that's what they call the unreliable narrator but, but, but that's what right I'm so, to... the, so mr robot is an unreliable narrator narrator yeah right? that is the standard um uh type of um storytelling device right the, and um I mean, I guess you could say that that is also true of Legion, but Legion is just, you know, have it's you, off it's off its axis in 10 different ways. Have you ever seen a show like Legion on television? No. I don't, exactly. I'm saying, well, I'm just, that doesn't just mean it's a great show. But like the only show that I've seen that's a bit like that is The Prisoner. The Prisoner? Yeah, The Prisoner, which is like, is. A, like a 60s cult classic, okay. which is just, wow, really bizarre. And it's very, very... It's 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 just interesting. The the prisoner, yeah. Yeah. Well the thing about the Legion is it gets weirder over time. Yeah. Like the does. first there was weird I mean it was weird out of the gate, but then it gets weirder. You know? Um <laughs> it's and then, just gone too weird for the, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm in it. Like, I'll keep watching it, but sometimes I'm just like, all right, well. Yeah. I, I do agree with you. The moment I saw the guy with the basket over his head with those with those three women with mustaches who are basically Robots women, women with mustaches, I did think, okay, that is it that is just weird and that's for the sake of being weird like what's that doesn't there's no point to it like what do you like yeah. why why would you create female robots with mustaches and look like have male faces i don't know they're just, all the like, same yeah why would just, they what's the point of it there like I, I mean things and speak have, with an auto-tune voice yeah i mean <laughs> exactly like they're, they're advanced enough to walk around and be <laughs> autonomous and stuff but you can't even come up with a reasonable you know, speech synthesizer. But I'm just thinking about all the startups working on Androids and thinking, oh yeah, yeah, my Android should look like a, a kind of woman, but with a mustache. That's exactly yeah, what the Android it's should just look so like. dumb. So I, I mean, I don't know how much of it's like them being true to the source material because it's based on a comic, right? Yeah. And and maybe the comic is like that, and they're just like, look, we're just gonna, you know, we're just gonna be true to the material, and yeah. this is this weird, but that's what we're doing. Um, but I don't know, maybe they went off and left field and they just said, hey, we're going to make this very artistic, 
acid trip show and we're going to do all kind of crazy ass well, so stuff and i got into it uh because of um tim cogshell who's a who reviews shows on uh, npr mm-hmm. and he was just like this is the best show on television like yeah, really but, yeah but he, he i think the, the perspective he was coming from was you know i've watched shows like my whole life you know that's what i do for a living like nothing surprises me but this does and that's why i like it you know yeah, I mean, if, if if every show you just introduce complete randomness, it'll be surprise you, right? It's like, <laughs> even though there's no internal logic to things and there's no reason why things are a certain way sometimes, you're like, yeah, it's going to be surprising because it's logically incoherent in times. So I don't know. Look, this is coming from someone who watches it and I like it. I'm just telling you, if, you're coming, if you haven't seen it, just understand that it's it, it has, I think it has some problems. Um <laughs> Now, shows that I think the best show, I think the, the best shows that I've seen recently was Bosch. Bosch? It's a, um, it's, he's a detective in LA. Have you seen it? No, I've heard, I, I know that guy, yeah, he's a great actor. I love Damn, that guy. that was good. He was um, Jacob's brother in Lost or something like that. Uh, yeah, I really like that guy. He's, he's good. I know, I mean, Sandy and I binged that. I mean, we, every, it was like, it was so good. I was like, yeah, we're just every, like just all four seasons back to back to back and you know we're not normally like bingers you know we tend wow to be, that's good I must we tend to out. watch a show or two like yeah it's pretty good like let's take a you know you know um but i was like every night bosh that that was good i mean but it's it's contemporary it's kind of it's almost a little pulp pulpy a little bit film noir but okay. there's a little bit of that influence i feel like um but it's you know modern day la um you know you can see the place like oh you know i know exactly where they are um there's a certain amount of like there's corruption and internal um you know uh department police department politics and family issues and stuff it's 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 great i think i think it's great Mm -hmm. um bosch is yeah definitely we try to watch it so we've gotten through a couple episodes of the american the americans hmm and I, it got really high ratings. Everyone is like loving it, but I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give it a couple more. But you I'm used not, to love Archer, right? Yeah, I mean, Archer's hilarious. But I, I haven't. I we we watched a couple few seasons, and I, I think we kind of stalled out and get, get back to it. But that's Archer's funny for sure. There's another show that you, you probably have been watching this for ages, and we never mentioned it. But I, I heard that um, Elon Musk was a big fan of Rick and Morty. And yeah. I heard that a long time ago, but I never checked out the show. I started watching that show. It's absolutely hilarious. Have you seen it? Well, you know, my buddy, a friend of mine, James, <laughs> so I was up at his place. So it's funny. We were, this was like a year ago. We, we took the kids up there. And they have a place out right across the street from Skywalker Ranch, actually. Strangely mm. enough. And we're st- we, that was his uh, he had oh, a place at the country. Oh, down in Napa? Up in Napa? There. No, up it's, down it's, in, it's not Napa. Napa. It's, but it's near there anyway. Well, it's yeah, it's a... What the area is called, um, Marin, um, and um, anyway, we're we're up there, and it's like, so we, it's funny. We're up there. They, we, I think we're looking at the at the at the stars because you know it's really clear and has a big telescope, and we're looking. You could see like you know the Milky Way. You could actually see kind of the big spread of the stars, which is amazing. And it's like, so we stay up really late for that to dark enough, and then. He's like, you gotta watch Rick and Morty. I'm like, dude, it's like midnight. I guess we, no, no, you have to watch it. He like literally would not allow me to go to sleep until I watched Rick and Morty. And I'm just like, James, I'm gonna watch it too, but I'm just telling you, Sandy's gonna be pissed at me because when I sleep in the morning and she wants to get, you because know, I know they wanna go to like 
you know, the look at the redwood forest or whatever. And I'm just so he he like made me stay up to like I don't know what it was like one thirty or he's one of these guys that like keeps odd hours. And he there was one it was like a time machine one episode or something, which I think is considered like one of the best of of, of Rick and Morty. And he's right, it was it was really really clever, really funny. I mean, I haven't gotten into watching it, but it was what funny. what I love about it is that. Um Every episode is just like mind-bending concepts. Like it's all about physics, you know. Like it's all mm. some kind of weird time travel or multiple universes. Or it is. It's absolutely hilarious. And it's Very based funny. on freaking Morty. It's based on Marty and um and 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 uh, what's it, um, Doctor Brown from um, Back to the Future, right? Oh, really? Is that what it's yeah, based on? I didn't know that. That's that's sort of the okay. You know, Morty is. Is Morty you, the is the is the younger character? Yeah, right? Morty's Marty. Oh, Marty. I Marty. see. Yeah, you, get, oh, yeah. you didn't know that. Okay, no, I didn't know that. That's at least that's what James told me. But he was a huge fan of that. But James is. Um, J- we had him on the show. James is a. We, at the time, he was the director uh, for research and development for Head um, for Headlands, which was a high frequency trading firm. Okay. Yeah. So he's just a brilliant guy, and um, so what else? What what are your other? What are your top shows? So, as long as we're on TV, what are your other top shows? Uh, you're watching Silicon Valley still. Not really. I've. I mean, yes, I have watched everything up to right now. But if there's a new one, I haven't yeah, so seen. Yeah. So, so I think I think we still have a couple episodes up for the current season because we switch. Oh, we we didn't. Get, we you know we got the new place. I don't think we had HBO at first, and whatever we couldn't get it. Then um, now we finally have HBO, so I think we can watch it. But the uh, the other one, uh, Mr. Robot, of course, is great. I think. Love that show. Mr. Robot is one of my top. I'm trying to think, what are my top? shows i don't know i'm looking for something i'm I'm, I'm looking for something else i was like kind of reaching with americans there's something else that we tried to watch that was sort of like eh. the americans doesn't interest me for some reason i'm gonna want to watch it i'm willing to give it a couple shot a shot another i mean it's like they're russian agents embedded in american society right and back in this is like how topical what well soviet union i mean this is the 80s or something um no. Well, speaking of, uh, well, okay, movies. We just saw, we won't talk, we saw uh, Mission Impossible Fallout yesterday. Any good? That was good. Yeah. I liked it. You know, it's funny. Um, I, uh, Colby had never seen any of the Mission Impossible. Oh, his first shows. one, right? So we, why, we, we, he and I just yesterday watched Mission Impossible 1, the first one. Um, That's the one where he falls down, you know, the classic yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, Sandy and I went and saw Fallout. We had kind of planned a date night, and so we went and saw that. Um, it was funny kind of watching the first and the sixth one, because that was like in 1996, yeah. like 22 years ago. It's a mm-hmm. hell of a kind of, you know, it's, it's almost like kind of quaint in comparison. I mean, the some of the dialogue in that movie was just, in the first one was just amazing. It was, it was, I don't know who wrote, who wrote the screenplay. It was directed by Brian De Palma. So it was, it wasn't nearly like, was it even remotely um, as uh, kind of visually C- amazing? CGI. Ah, well, I mean, look, the, a lot of the stuff is actually, the stunts are actually done. It's not CGI. I mean, the, the, that's what the whole thing is about, you know, Tom Cruise doing all these things, flying his helicopters, jumping off these buildings, all this crazy ass stuff he does. Um, but it was just like the cinematography and the extended over-the-top action sequences were just incredible, you know? But that didn't really happen. I mean, there was a one where the helicopter is going through the tunnel in the first one, if you recall, chasing after the the, um, 
this the the train in the tunnel that was pretty cool but um it was just kind of funny watching them watching them in the same day and you're just they're going you know yeah it has really grown right i mean it's just like these the the cinematography the, like the expanses of things that you're seeing it's just incredible but there's but, but still one of my favorite all-time lines um in uh movie lines was in the first one where kittredge was sort of the Mission Impossible boss, or at least, or at least over their team and everything, and um, he, they think that uh, Ethan Hunt was had had basically gone rogue and basically was the one responsible for killing off his team, right? So they're sort of chasing after him, and they had, you know, they had this kind of uh, the knock list or whatever had a disc, had a homing device, and so they and they were trying to chase him down, and of course they just miss him. Right. And so then he goes, he's talking to his, one of the guys they're helping him, Kittress, and he says, All right, he's like, let's, let's quit wasting time chasing him. We, let's make him come to us. And he goes, well, How do you propose doing that? He's like, He's like, everyone has pressure points, Barnes. We just find something that's personally important to him and just squeeze. <laughs> I just always love that line. I, I, I was like, I mean, it's, I haven't seen it forever, but I still remember it, you know, and uh, pretty much verbatim. But um, I mean, I, there aren't lines like that in the newer ones. Like, I, I think the the dialogue is is anything as clever as, well, at least to me, is as clever as that. But it was a great, it was a great. If you like action, if you like that kind of stuff, you like, if you enjoyed Mission Impossible three and four and five, whatever, it's great. Yeah. Let's check it Have out. Have you seen those? I do. Oh, I like them. I think they're a good. It's a great thing to go to the movies to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great um, uh, spectacle. Right. The only one that isn't any good is Mission Impossible Two. That mm. thing sucked. That's even hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. So bad. So you're gonna watch them all with Colby? Minus. Two? I think so. I've I've tried to decide if I can stomach watching two, but I might do it just for that purpose because I don't want him to kill it. I don't want to ruin it for him. He sees two and he's like, uh. well, you know who yeah. directed that was John Woo. Oh. You know who John Woo is? He was no, uh, no. He's like the the Hong. I think he's a Hong Kong director. He he did a lot of um, big action stuff and yeah, and, and, with Jet Li kind of thing. Yeah, and he got a lot of notoriety for that back in the uh, late nineties, early two thousands. And so you know, I guess they gave that movie to him. And there's a lot of over the top action. You know, that some of them so make maybe a lot too of much. Sense. It's a like yeah, too much with wires type thing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, Crouching Tiger, uh, Hidden yeah. Dragon. Kinda, but um, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So um, you yeah. fall asleep on me over there? No, no. So so that was um, that was the tangent. You were so you were in your ha- in the haircut. Then oh, we went on to the yeah, movie. Yeah, we're way on past that. Went on to the movie tangent. Apologies for that. Everything's a tangent. We're just tangents on tangents on tangents. Um, dream within a dream. That's right. Um. So you know this is kind of interesting. Let's 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 talk Operation Superhero. Yeah. Um. So I'll just give my update, and then I'll kind of talk about a couple of things that I think are sort of interesting. You might find them interesting. Um. So I'm bound. I've so I'm down down almost twenty pounds of fat. Yeah. Um, Jeez, that's great. From two ten to one ninety. But one ninety point six. But one ninety is like is like a floor. It's like, it's like a to, brick wall. You're yeah, finding it difficult you know, to get past. Well, see, the thing is, I'm trying to decide if it's a floor or if it's just sometimes what will happen is when you lose weight, it's if you're at a calorie deficit, it's not like your body stops losing 
fat or something. What it can do is it can hold on to um, water. And you in you know, the scale and everything it looks like you haven't lost any weight, but you're actually retaining some water because your body's trying to man maintain a certain type of equilibrium. I can't believe Stasis. there's only thirty pounds difference between you and me. It must be, it must be muscle or something. Like yeah, well, that. muscle's a lot heavier than fat. <laughs> yeah, it must be. Yeah, I'm definitely according to my <laughs> according to my um, in body like the the scan the body the um, body composition scan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean I'm. I'm still over, my BMI is still high. My, actually, my body fat percentage is still high. I still have, Jeez. I'm still at 22. I looked at it, I was like, I'm still 22% body fat. I have a 33 and a half inch waist and I still have 22% body fat. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I mean, I, I, I coordinated, I still have to lose like 16 pounds, not. That's to dunk? No, no, no. Just not to be, uh, just to hit where I should be weight wise. Yes. I mean, it's crazy, I have, isn't it? So, yeah, I have to be like 100, I think it was like 174 pounds. I think that's the same two. for me. So, I'm, I'm, I'm two, 220, and I'm supposed to be 174. You're, you're 220? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do I look, well, uh, that would be, I'm 30 pounds heavier than you. I thought you were like in the 230s. Really? No. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, so, so anyway, the 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 74, 84, 94, 14. So I, well, I'm like 35, 40 pounds overweight. 35, 40. Oh god, that would take a year to if I could really just focus, get it done in a year. It'd be so good. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. I mean, you just gotta gotta commit to it. I mean, so I'm like, it was kind of funny. I. Uh, <sighs> I was so Carl, my trainer, is like, he's like, you know, because I have like these cheat days, right? I have a cheat day and oh, usually do it on Sunday. Yeah. And, but he doesn't want you to do that. He just, he's, he thinks that's what's holding me back. He's like, just do like a cheat, just do like a, two cheat meals. Just do one, you know, through the week. That'll be, you know. And so I did, so last Sunday I did, I just did like one cheat dinner. Went out for Sandy's birthday and, and I had some spaghetti meatballs. Yeah. And didn't affect anything. I didn't, I didn't lose any weight, uh. you know, or at least on the scale weight. Maybe I was just retaining water or whatever. But um, it was so this way. So this so today was or yesterday was my cheat day, and I was like, all right, screw it. I'm just this bullshit, you know. I'm just gonna have a full cheat day because as far because I have lost weight doing that. So what's the point of suffering for no reason? Yeah, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, it was funny. I was watching this thing on like. You know, like I guess the I guess the Rock does these cheat days where he eat like four pizzas and <laughs> you know thirty brownie like these just absolutely over the top glutton fests, you know. And I was and I, I happened to see this thing on YouTube. It was like an interview with Stallone years and years ago, and they were talking about how he got in such incredible shape for like Rambo and the Rocky films or whatever. And he's like, yeah, you know, during the week he has this very severe diet, but then on the weekend he just he has like more of like nine thousand calories. Well, just like he's like you know it's like crazy. It's like peanut butter in my hair, you know, oh just <laughs> you know over the top. So it's kind of interesting. I, I was reading about the cheat day concept, you know, and there's a lot. It's very controversial. I mean, there's like a lot of a lot of health professionals and dietitians are very hesitant to suggest that because a lot of people who have issues with food can't do it because they'll just fall off the wagon completely. 
right? Yeah. But, you know, and if you, especially if you have like high cholesterol or you're pre-diabetic or diabetic or you have these all these kinds of people who have like can have all kind of associated could because they're obese they have all kind of health issues and they're just like you know but so that you know so that's the default position of most people in the health and fitness industry is like cheat days no but for me it's worked great um for because it's like it resets my but i don't think most uh, people do the level of exercise you do well that's the thing they say is people think they're working out harder than they are you know, they think they're burning more calories than they do. They're like, oh, I worked out really hard and, you know, I'm reward myself. And it's like, you know, you're just not burning enough calories in the week to really be earning a cheat day yeah. kind of stuff. So there's all that kind of stuff. So, oh, But you, you, you go at it. I like, go pretty hard. Yeah. You know, so my biggest problem is, um, you know, uh, trying not to injure myself. Because I'm always on the cusp. Because we're, you know, doing the strength training and stuff, and, and plyometric stuff. It's like you're always, we're always this close. Or I'm actually always kind of, you know, pull a hamstring, tweak an elbow. You know, you do something. Um, and it was kind of interesting. I remember one of our listeners commented this, commented about this like three or four years ago when, um, when, when I first, when I the first time I tried to really get shape, and he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm just skeptical because the problem is when you get into 40s, it's just really, yeah. really hard to, mm-hmm. to not to stay healthy. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I kind of bought into that. I was like, yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of what I'm finding. And I kind of went on because I, I did injure myself. And the mistake I made is I didn't go to the doctor and actually have it dealt with. I just kind of just said, well, to heal on its own. And it just took like, you know, a year and a half just took me out and I let that happen in a couple different ways. Now I'm just like, you know, I'm going to orthopedic surgeon out of the gate. And, you know, cause I was afraid that, that, that it was either they can do nothing or it's surgery. It turns out that's not true at all. <laughs> it was just my own sort of bias or ignorance. And, um, what I've learned is that a, when you train, you obviously get to train, train smart. You got to pay attention. And then what you have to do is you have to work around issues. So if you if you have a minor injury, you just got to work around it. You got to do exercises that you can do, but you have to show up every day and do stuff. You can't just say, oh, well, I'm out. I'm out for a week or two. That's that's how it ends. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, anyway, um, so here's the other thing I wanted to say. It was kind of interesting. I was, I was reading about uh, metabolism, and they say that um, – you know how your metabolism slows down as you get older? Yeah. Except that's not true. Oh, okay. They did a study. They, the study had showed that, like, they took some guys and their people in their, tw- in their 20s and 30s, 40s, and 70s. The people in their 70s, who had, when you controlled for, for activity and, and, and muscle mass, they only burned 25 less calories hmm. the entire day. About the amount of a half an apple. Interesting. So what is really happening is people are just, doing less they're less active less active yeah and if you're less active you're going to burn fewer calories the other thing that happens you they say that and so your metabolism is if you're more active your metabolism is generally more active so it's like a cumulative effect of just more calorie burning yeah i mean you you burn calories based on two primary things how many how much muscle do you have in your body so the reason like you know sandy if if Sandy if if we have a day where neither of us exercise or do much and we have the same amount of say steps on our Fitbits, I'll still burn like a thousand calories more than her, mm-hmm. just yeah. because I have you know she's a you know 
70 pounds less than me or whatever right yeah. so it's just like she just it's just that's when it sucks for women it's like they can't eat as much because they have less muscle mm -hmm. and so that's why if you have more muscle you have more margin where you can eat more because your yeah. body just that just it's like a truck versus a, a a compact right you just have a bigger engine so you burn more fuel um the the second thing of course is how, how much you're moving around right and the more and how strenuous is your activity right so when you're younger you're just doing more stuff maybe you're playing sports even if it's not like varsity sports you're you're just doing things and and people become more sedentary as they get older the other thing that's interesting is the average person puts on 2.2 pounds per year of their life i guess once they hit adulthood over their entire life <laughs> mm. and when you put on fat generally what happens okay here's here's the thing here's the things that happen which are interesting um as the well, the other thing is there's another study i was reading about which should, it was indicating that you know because there's 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 been this this statement or this this belief that your testosterone increases about a one percent per year for men after the age of about 30. every year you have that much less testosterone mm -hmm. okay turns out that might not be true either turns out that as you become more obese, you have less testosterone. Obesity causes a drop in testosterone, okay? So the more obese you become, so the less active you are, the more obese you become, also the less, and then the, low, the, and the lower your testosterone, lower your activity, you start losing muscle, uh, you know, you should be losing muscle, putting on fat, and guess what happens? You're lower, you're low, even if your testosterone is in the normal range between 200 and 900, was it deciliters per, Oh God, I can't remember whatever, but let's say 200, 900, whatever the units are, even if it's the lower end, uh, you, you, you tend to add, have more obese. Your, you, your, your body uh, stores more fat if you're on the lower end. So the fatter you are, the lower your testosterone, mm. um, the more fat you put on, you also tend to become less active as you become more obese. You start to lose muscle which slows your metabolism more, which causes you to get fatter, to get fatter, to lower testosterone. So it's just this horrible feedback cycle that mm. just happens. And, and of course, um, and, and when you become less active and you don't do things like resistance training or whatever, your bones um, become less dense and more, you know, it's like, it's just this horrible feedback cycle. So it's like, it's not that you don't age, but that a lot of the things that we think are the direct result of aging may be largely a result of what we do. They may be under our control, mm. which is really kind of fascinating. So it's like, if you just, if you get off your ass, you get your diet sorted out, you eat a good, you have a good diet and you exercise and strength train or whatever, you can actually maintain your youthful vigor into your 50s, 60s, 70s, as opposed to it's, sort of it's true. I mean, K. there's definitely people who, who do that and they're, they're, they're great, you know? Yeah. At 70. Yeah. That's so anyway, I was just, I was just sort of, you know, I get on these sort of things where I'm sort of researching. I'm like, I wonder if this is true. I've been actually talking to my trainer about that. He's like, really? You know? And I'm like, just so here, read this, read that. Um, so, uh, Anyway, for our listeners out there, I would just recommend, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, for no, for you guys are going to know what I'm recommend, which is like get get in the gym, you know, and uh, 
and and optimism. There's optimism for you, for your for your age. Yeah, well, the thing is, it's it's under your control. Yeah, which means it's also your fault. It's to your right. credit or it's your fault. Like we all like, well, you know, I'm older, metabolism's slowing down. You know, it's like, no, that's your fault. Metabolism's slowing down because you're not doing shit. Like, but it means it's also under your control too. But a lot of people want an excuse because they don't really want to do it. And it's really nice to say, well, you know, I'm just getting older. That's just kind of a, <laughs> you know, right? Well, what can you do, right? <laughs> just turn on the TV. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like they don't want to deal with it. Um, but, uh, you know, like a lot of things in life, it's, 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 it's largely under your control if you want to, if you want to take control. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's, I guess that's about it with Operation Superhero. Other than the fact that... Uh, yeah, I started uh, started really doing the strength training recently. We were, we've been lifting weights, but I finally we finally got the point where we're lifting heavy weights. So that's okay, really- and so the, and this is with a view to dunking. Uh, well, that's part of it. So dunking is the number one sort of physical the goal achieved goal. Like that is, but I've kind of expanded to say, okay, like I want like athletically. This is Operation Superhero, right? So here we're going to, I want to be able to do like 30 pull-ups. I want to be able to bench press 315. I want to be able to squat 405. I see, yeah. You know, like, you know, we're we're going after all this stuff. Like my heart rate now is down to low 50s. I want to get it in the 40s. Like I want to just go, you know. And, <laughs> you know, and Carl is just like, okay, <laughs> you know, let's do it. Um, yeah. So... You know, and the, oh, that's one thing I was gonna say too is uh is the strength training. One thing I do when you start lifting heavy weights is sometimes your body can hold on to more um more water or more and just because of the way your muscles are reacting to lifting really heavy weights. So I'm start I'm hoping that that's what's caught what's like last week or two has stalled like stalled out the weight loss. It actually have lost burned fat, but it's just hmm. you know. And you'll find Changing. that out when you're yeah, with the measurement. Yeah, the reality will hit. And like, you're like, well, I'll be able to tell. And if, if a week or two comes goes by and I'm like, I haven't really lost any either inches off the waist or then it's like, okay, then either something is not, either I'm not, I don't have as much of a calorie deficit as I think I do. Mm-hmm. So I have to adjust something. Mm. So that's that's the one of the important things about measuring stuff every day is that you like, you have to, you have to be honest with yourself. Like what the hell's going on? Well, that's awesome. You look, you look good. Oh, thanks. Well, half. I'm like at the halfway point. Nice. At least weight wise, I'm at the halfway point. Yeah. I'm not even close athletically to where I want to be. Um, the other thing I wanted to uh, just, <laughs> it's kind of funny. So yesterday was it was it my cheat day? I weighed myself this morning. I put on six pounds in one day because of a cheat day. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, it'll all melt away in two days because it's, it's just water mostly. But it's just it's just so funny. We get on the scale and you're like, Jesus Christ. I will say that this chair is very comfortable. You liking it? That Phil's like, ca- commander is, chair, right? He like, gave it to me. Yeah, it feels like it does kind of feel like you're in bed in a way. It's nice. I know. Yeah, it's good living. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, we we sort of got all our furniture. We're trying to like definitely get very comfortable furniture. It's like okay, we want yeah. to look good, but it's got to be comfortable. So that might be partially why I seem tired because the chair's so relaxing. Yeah. Well, I suppose I didn't get that much sleep the last few days. You know, Georgie's, um, she, she's starting a, a new clinic, uh-huh. the Play Strong Institute, mm-hmm. which she's doing, um, in, we're, we're doing in partnership with um, the people that uh, she worked for. Okay. Um, and it's great. She's, she's got this new office and it's, um, it's like seven offices and she's, uh, you know, finding 
hiring people and we're painting it and we've we've like gone out and purchased seven sofas because she's doing play every every office is going to be a play therapy room and they've got a specific way that she wants to do it a nice comfortable sofa all the toys that it needs the different stuff so we've been doing a lot of work on that nice yeah nice. so, so that's why you're tired some late nights some early mornings yeah Lot going on. We 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 do a lot, you know. I mean, in, in, like, we're we're very hyperactive, very entrepreneurial. I think our family. Yeah. Well, Georgie wasn't, and you just kind of make her entrepreneur, right? Because you don't, you don't. It's, it's true. Stop. You should do this. You should do that. Right. It's true. It's true. She's definitely a different person now. Yeah. So, yeah. um, actually, need your help with something. I think. Oh well, you know, I'm uh, always love to help. Um, so. Well, the Math Academy software um, is... Oh, I hope it's UI. Yeah. So, I want to do UI. So what, what, I, what I need, what I actually would like your help with, obviously you can refuse, uh, but yeah. uh, is mocking up... I need, you, know, you know how we went through the mock-up process with Inifoo, and yeah. we, did a, we did the same thing with um, you helping with the Guardian, doing that just... You know, we did like, I mean, it was like an hour and a half, two hours, and we just blew through mm -hmm. like eight screens or something i need to do the same kind of thing because I've, i i've talked to one designer a lot of these ui designers they immediately want to go to sketch and start doing at a pixel level of what should be happening and like that's way premature i mean really what you need to do is you need to think through you know the user journey right you need to figure out what what are the screens what are on the screens how you know what order what you know that but you're going through and you're drawing stuff out is a complete waste of time at that stage, I think, because you get lost in the details that shouldn't be thought out at that, at this stage and all that kind of thing, right? Yeah, I do agree. Although, having said that, for my own work now, I do go straight to Pixel Perfect. Do you? But that's because... You know I've, exactly I've just done want. so many... I've done it so many times. I now... I've, I've kind of got my my palette of UI concepts. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, if a new UI concept comes up, it's kind of rare. So I, you know, I, I can go straight to pixel perfect at this point. Yeah. Plus I know the design so well. Yeah. So what, so what I need, what I'd like to do is if we could, if you'd be willing to help me is do like a, the screen share thing and just kind of go through some screen designs of like, okay, you come on, you got to figure out, um, you know, what course, what you want to learn, you know, whether you want to do an assessment or which what level high resolution of an assessment you want to do, um, you know, all the things it needs to show you, you know, just going through that whole process. Um, and uh, I don't know if you have the time or not. Or Dude, we you know, share. I'd love to do that. Of course. Well, I'd, I'd appreciate it because I, yeah. I was like, oh, I worked with this one guy. I'm just briefly doing some um, sketch stuff. I mean, doing he was doing he was doing it on sketch. And I was just like, you know, this is just kind of a waste of money. But also, you can't really tweak it. Like, the good thing is, is if we're doing it screen share and we're doing it through mockups, you could, like, drag something over. You could say, hey, how about this? And you, like, move it. And then, so we're both kind of doing it. Well, we, when we did it, I mean, you, you have a pretty good idea of, like, what, what the hell it is I want. I mean, we can right. have a conversation. You think about it from a product perspective. You're like, okay, I think I know what you want. If you don't, then I go, okay, now I actually know it's this. You're like, okay, I get what you're doing. But what it, it does is prevents me from getting lost in the minutia right. of it, which is 
easy to easy to have happen. But when you're when I'm on the phone with you, I can't really do that because like I'm on the phone with you. You're like, all right, what do you, well, the next screen? So what's next? And we just okay, bang, 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 bang. Um, anyway, if you have the time, I'd I'd love to do a screen share session make the or time. two. Yeah. Well, I can make the time for sure. Uh, but that'd be great. Yeah. Anyway, I I need to. Um, you want to do it screen share? You you you'd prefer to do it screen share than in person? Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was really yeah. good the way we did it. Okay. Plus, it's like not, um, you know, I mean, the, if you have like... Cause scheduling it, works better Schedule's that easier. It's like, yeah. hey, I got 20 minutes now, or I got yeah. a little... We can just do a screen or whatever. I mean, it's just... I think it's less of an imposition on you. Also, it's like, you know... I don't know, it just worked. We did it before. It was, it was very, very efficient. Now, will you be thinking... Um, will Will you be thinking onboarding as well? Like, yeah. so it's, it's like the first time in and then also the other times in. Yeah. I need to, what I need to do is, I mean, the, the way math Academy works now, I mean, it's, it's, there isn't an onboarding process. There isn't any of that. There is no funnel. There is no, it's sort of like we create accounts for kids and we send it and we give them an email and they log in and it's just like, they're doing an assignment, right? They're in it. Yeah. It's like, so first of all, it's, it's, it's from a, it's from the, it's designed from a instructor led experience, but we need to have a self um, directed experience. Could we, could we um, interject um, a phase where rather than do the design, we just do the flow. So whatever. So, so first of all, we just come up with a bullet point list of the flow and then we go ahead and say, so basically deciding what's, you know, top level screens we need to make. Think, thinking about yeah, things yeah, like the well, onboarding. That's exactly what know? I need to do. So I need, yeah, I, cause I've been sort of like, I've been mocking up the mockups. I've been procrastinating because I'm just like, how do I get started on this without getting lost in the minutia? And I need to do it efficiently cause I have all these other things to do. But if we just did some screen share sessions, I feel like we could just like blow through this stuff really mm. relatively quickly. Um, I think we just, just come up with a skeleton of all the interactions, all the different flows, which is just words on, on a text document. Yeah. And then, That'll give us all the screens, and then we just go ahead and knock those screens out and just use similar, you know, simple concepts. Yeah, I know you like to keep it simple, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we. Just, I just got to get so it's it's like I got to get this thing over the goal line. Yeah. Right. I mean, I really want to something launched in the fall, and guess what? The fall is like a month away. Yeah. So you know, when in the fall are we going to launch? You know, is and, that are you going to have two different parts? Are you going to have like a free pathway and a paid pathway? Um, I'm more. I'm thinking more along the lines of like a trial or more like um retrial. Uh, something that's limited and you know that limits limits what they can do. You know, I mean, the, the, we're going to make the tutorials and stuff will probably be available online everywhere. So it's like as sort of SEO kind of a thing but it actually be part of the course where you're doing questions and all that kind of stuff that you actually have to pay, you know, $49 a month or whatever it is, you know? Um, you, you know, um, Joanna Weeby just gave me her most recent books that she wrote from 2014. Um, seven books for different stuff. Cause you'll obviously going to need to make a sales site, right? Yeah. I know you've read her books, but, I should probably send copy hackers. Uh, yeah, I should probably send you those latest ones, just well, in case. Her, you know, it's okay, yeah. or, or I'll buy them from. I think she, I think it is okay. Yeah, because I've already got permission from her to distribute them to okay. Nugget members. So what is she doing now? 
She's doing something different. I can't tell you exactly what it is, but it's... Is it stealth or you don't I, know? I, I, it's, it, I don't know. I, okay. I don't know exactly what it is, but I, I think it's some kind of high-level consulting, I think. Okay. Or, or, or trying to scale that. Okay. I think, yeah. Yeah, well, her stuff was yeah. great. Copy hacker stuff was yeah. great. Yeah. So um, you're going to have to do a sales site, right? Yeah, I got to do all that stuff. So I have a lot to do. Um, so that we're, I mean, there's a lot of software. There's still a lot of software that needs to be written, but I really need to, I really need to get focused on what needs to be done to get, get this thing over the gold line and start having some paying customers using the course outside of the math Academy. That's what I need to do. How are you going to do the sales site? Are you going to, are you going to do a separate site or but the, the reason why I'm saying is because like, the fastest way to do a sales site is to just use something like Squarespace. Right. You know, like the unfastest way <laughs> is to like hand code it in with all your other stuff. And that also means that then you can't give it to other people to start tweaking it or whatever. So what what's your plan on that? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I mean, you know, we use Squarespace for the Math Academy program, you know, um, and that it, you know that was i mean there were limitations of what you could do but it was nice it's um, it's quick it's quick to make something professional yeah you know yeah um you could also hire someone off upwork and say hey we want to just build this you with you know some bootstrap or react yeah. thing and you know i mean i wouldn't do it myself um i certainly wouldn't do it i'd yeah. want to hire i'd want to either hire someone upwork to do it relatively in, in, inexpensively or yeah like use something like squarespace i guess i think that something somewhere else where I would like to help you, whether you want this help or not, is another question. But with regard to the sales copy and the messaging and conversions and making those sales, mm -hmm. I would love to help there as well. You know, well, yeah, just, I appreciate it. I just, mean, just to like make sure that those sales are happening. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I I haven't even mentally kind of gone down that far. Yeah, you know, but that's something that's important. You know, it's like here's the problem. I've I got two. During the last school year, I was just so wrapped up in teaching classes and raising money with the program, doing all that stuff. I was just distracted by that. It was hard to get too much done on the startup side of it, right? And, you know, we developed a lot of content and we did get a lot of software built. But in terms of like turning it into a startup and doing all the things that you need to do, I just didn't have the bandwidth. And then the problem with the summer is that the bridge courses, so I had three bridge courses where kids are trying to jump into the program late. And so it was like creating assignments for them and interacting with the kids and the parents and scheduling TA sessions. It, it actually just really ate up my time this summer, which really, which sucked. I didn't expect it to be that time consuming, but it was. And um, those are finally like over. And I'm not teaching this year. So I'm like, okay, I am full on startup mode. Like it is time to get serious and turn this thing in to a, uh, a money generating entity and not just a, you have a, a list of people who want it. We do. Yeah. Like I mean, we I, really, we really have impressed that we still, you know, we have like, a, I know that I want it. I haven't even considered that. I mean, I'm just talking to just people who've signed up, you know, on our, on, you know, maybe like a hundred people or something like that. To, so we have people, I think we could, I think we could pretty, I'm pretty confident that we could get like our first 10 users, paying users pretty quickly. I mean, you obviously get to 10, then we'd get to 10 to figure out how to get to a hundred and get to a hundred, figure out how to get to a thousand, right? The first 10 is like, okay, are the, is the, are the basics functioning, <laughs> you know? Reason why I'm saying it is because if you read book number one of Joanna Wiebe, 
um, where does stellar messages come from? It, it's pretty much exactly in line with what, what I teach in Nugget, which is they come from the customers. Yeah. Basically, you speak to those guys, you, you, you listen to what they have to say, you, they talk about why they want it, their pain points, all their issues. Yeah. And that's your copy that goes on the, yeah. on the page. Oh, that's great. No, so that's why I wonder if you, know, if you already have people, because I know I want it, and I'm wondering if we could somehow like get a, some conversations going with some of those people. Yeah, no, to, yeah, that would be very easy to do. I think it'd be very easy to do. That would be really good. Just if just record them and then go back and listen to what they said and where the, you know, mm. what the, like I know for me just this idea of like being able to go in at a basic level and just I don't know, just just like upskill myself, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know one of the so here's really interesting. So our 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 plan our initial thing we're going to launch is like a algebra fundamentals course right. just basic algebra for you know for people who are either kids who are who want to start learning algebra or you could even be adults who are like yeah i kind of forgot this stuff and i want to learn it whatever right yeah and the reason we're starting with algebra is like that's is that a lot of people have forgotten it and then we have the whole prerequisite content structure is built and up uh, based on algebra right so, so algebra like, is the basis of, of yeah everything. i mean if you can't you know, solve for a variable. I mean, what, what else, you can't really do anything. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, it, just like you write a computer code and you don't know what a variable is. I mean, what, what are you going to do or how to assign something to a variable? Or, I mean, it's just like it's the basic thing you're going to yeah. do. So, um, so if you're doing algebra two or you're doing trigonometry or calculus, I mean, if, if, if you're assessing someone to figure out, say, oh, I want to learn trigonometry. Well, it may turn out they, their, their algebra is so weak that it's like, uh, you're, you realize you can't, like, you're missing all these pieces, right? And so you want the system to be smart, has to go on and kind of analyze it and say, okay, you actually have some holes here we need to fix up. It's like when I went and I started working out with Carl and he's, and I'm like, I want to start lifting heavy. He's like, I, you know, you got some weaknesses. We got to work on your core. We got to work on stuff. Otherwise you can get hurt. I mean, just hearing you say that right there, that is such a selling point. Like in its own right, that diagnostic, like your, the, you know, your mathematical diagnostic tool yeah. is incredible just to be able to give you a report of this, this is what you're missing. Yeah, and then have like That's kind of and so have like powerful. a graphical display of it, yeah. kind of like a tree, just showing like the red and green. Like here's what here's like the streamline. So I can imagine that going viral in its own right if it was designed. Well, here's the right way. here's what I see. This here's the one I want to build. It's going to take a little more time to get there because we don't have co the content yet. I want to build a course called the, Ma the Mathematics for Machine Learning. So all the people who want to take all these artificial intelligence or data science courses, and they're like, well, you know in order to really do the, the, the courses at a good level, you need to know linear algebra, you need to know statistics, you need to know probability, you need to know multivariable calculus. You, right, I mean, I mean, you can go and use TensorFlow and not understand any of that stuff, but that's kind of like dangerous because you really didn't understand how these models are working or why they're working and what the parameters are doing, <clears throat> right? And that's one of the big concerns of people. It's like, hey, I give you this tool, but you have no idea what, why the hell it's doing what it's doing. Yeah. And so you're just like a kid just turning on a chainsaw and you're just like, what the hell? That's not. Yeah, that's a so, great analogy. Yeah. And, and, and there's a lot of people, these courses like, oh, they want to go Coursera, edX or Udacity and they want to take, oh, I want to take this artificial intelligence course. But a lot of it assumes that you know some of this stuff. And the reality is that you, they, people don't. They either, oh, geez, you know, yeah, I took linear algebra, linear algebra like 15 years ago. <laughs> I forgot like 90% of it. I kind of 
you know, I can, I can remember some of the words and I can talk like I know it, but I don't, you know, or, you know, and people, you, you, you see it all the time and, uh, on Hacker News and people, and everyone just starts listing text, go read these five textbooks and go to open courseware on MIT and do this. It's just like, this is just so hard. So the, the ov- obvious logical extension is mathematics for, exactly. like, so mathematics for, for rocket building, mm-hmm. you know, mathematics for signal processing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I That's think, great. so, you know, we've, we've, we've really built out a lot of the, um, the content for, um, high school mathematics. We're, we're filling it out. We're rough. There's rough edges here. There's stuff that needs to be better. We need some more questions, better tutorials, whatever up through single variable calculus. Um, we still need some more time on that, but then we start, start going into like the more advanced stuff. Right. And then we can do courses like that. Um, but the reality is somebody comes in and says, Hey, I really, oh man, I want to take this. I really want to get into machine learning and I want to do this stuff. And then you take a diagnostics like, all right, well, dude, okay. Yeah. Obviously you don't know any learning algebra, multi-verbal calculus and the calculus and your, you, you have holes in your calculus and even your algebra is weak. So you don't want to try and do multi-verbal calculus unless you know calculus. And if you're, and if all your calculus is so rusty and your algebra is rusty, it's just going to be painful. And you're going to think it's the advanced stuff they're confused about. The reality is you forgot some of the basics. If we just tidy up these basics for three or four weeks, you're gonna be ready to rock, right? But also, you want these courses to be super streamlined. Like, you, you know, it's like, I don't need to take an entire course in Algebra 2 and Trigonometry. I just need, you know, these 15 or 20 more advanced Algebra topics so that I can then go and do a linear Algebra course successfully. Okay. And likewise with Calculus. Like, there's tons of Calculus subtopics and all this kind of stuff not super relevant. If you want to take the AP calculus exam, you need to know all this stuff. If you're just trying to know of calculus so you can learn how gradient descent works and learn some of the stuff, don't need to know it. Working through your course, can I do, so I, I get that it's all kind of bite-sized. Can I do it like in the line for Starbucks? You know, can I, can I like one day just log in <clears throat> and I've learned something and do a problem just while I'm queuing up for some Starbucks and then the next day I've got to the next one and same again. So I can just do take just little grab little moments in my life. Yeah. Well, so two things. Well, first of all, math is a full contact sport. You're gonna need pencil and paper. Okay. Right. Right. I mean, there are really simple problems you can do in your head. Can you sit down at Starbucks and do it for ten minutes? I mean, you need a pencil and paper. Right. It's like, can you can you go through a programming course without a keyboard? No. Just want to just do you need a pencil and paper? I mean, I see this side. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I asking mean, you, like, do you absolutely? This, could could it be done on on the the computer? No, not no. Really. Needs a pencil not, and paper. Not really. I mean, okay. not really. I mean, it's just like you can't write a computer. Pro- Can you write a computer program without a keyboard? Yeah, you could. I guess you could kind of mentally do it and write on a piece of paper. But ninety nine point nine percent of the time, that's not a successful way to write code. Well, you know what I mean? Like a like a like a the, make the full screen a scratch pad. No, doesn't work. Okay. No, you, it's. You, I mean, really, you need pencil and paper. Okay. Pen or pen, or whatever. You need pen something to write down. That's that's okay. how you do math. You know, yeah. but um, the way it's going to work is um, you'll pick, this is what I want to learn, okay? And then you do some type of assessment to figure out, okay, this here's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. And this is what I want to learn it by. And then it can come up with a schedule and it can kind of say, and then I'll kind of, see, this is stuff that I need to mock up with you. We need to go through this whole thing. How do, what does this look like? And well, so what does like, that mean, a schedule? I mean, it like... You mean like actually like a calendar type schedule, like 8 p.m. every Tuesday? No, 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 no. More like, okay, um, I want to learn uh, Algebra 1 
um, and I want to finish it by the end of the summer, or I want to learn, you know, differential or differential. Uh, I don't let's, let's say I want to learn uh, differentiable calculus by the end of the year. Okay, and it does an assessment and it says okay. Um, and then what it'll do is it can give you an estimate of if that's realistic. Like this is approximately how many problems you need to do per day. And then every day it emails you, Justin, here are your topics for the day. Here's your assignment until you go read through this and here and do these practice problems and do the assignment. And it will pull in practice problems from yesterday and a week ago and three weeks ago. It'll pinpoint your weaknesses. It'll 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 find it'll drill in on your weaknesses and it will um, go over the new stuff. And then it'll just basically present you like this is what we're doing today. It's like you walk in, your trainer shows up. Sorry, right, Justin, this is what's on deck for today. You said you wanted to do it by then. This is what we're doing. Now you could go back and change it, I guess, and say, well, maybe your month end, you're, you know, or you could fall behind and this is, could start turning red and say, Justin, you're three assignments behind. If you want to hit this. You know, and it could kind of come up with like a die. But I want the email. It's like this. What time does the email come in? I mean, do whatever. I mean, no, but it, it. I'm asking you like. I haven't thought that. I haven't really thought about it. I just, you know, sends it out like in the morning. Does or, it, so it doesn't come in. So I can't specify, okay, I want this email to hit me at 2 p.m. every day. I never even thought about it. I mean, we could probably do that. I mean, it sounds a little bit in the weeds, but yeah. I mean, so an email. But think about it this way. You tell a trainer, I want to learn, I want to lose 30 pounds by the end of the year, whatever it is, right? And then and I think, and you say, okay, you're willing to do six days a week or four days a week? So I'll do four days a week. Okay, four days a week, this is what we got to get done. It shows up to you Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, and they have a plan for you. And, and this is what we're doing. And so the reason people have trainers is because they keep you accountable and they tell you exactly what to do. And say, this, this, is, this is what you're eating. This is what you're not eating. This is what you're doing for weights. This is what you're, you know, what kind of plan. So this is the exact same thing. It's like, it's going to, it's like a trainer, coach, instructor. It's like, this is what you have to do to, to be part. Now, it might be nice to have it in the morning because, you know, the first, it's the first yeah. thing you see. So it's in your mind and then you, and then you plan for like, you know, a 3 p.m. or something. And it could send up a follow-up email if it gets to 7 o'clock at night. It's like, hey, just a reminder, you know, it yeah. can, you make it go in and customize it. I mean, it, you don't, depends how much you want it to nag you or whatever. Do you want to send it a text to you? Do you want to send an email? But I also want to do things where I told uh, you we added that to Nugget, right? Exactly this. A text or nudges. Or we nudges. Call it, we so. call it nudges. So every single every single lesson has two has two nudges, and basically, if you don't log in, and we for every lesson we can specify how many days we decide before we're going to nag you. Mm, yeah. So like, if it's a really complicated lesson and it's something we expect you to take a couple of days, we'll nag you in four days. Yeah, you know, but if it's something shorter, we'll nag you in two days, and then the second one will be four days, and we'll give you a very personalized message that looks like it's coming from, from the, the us, you know. Yeah, and so yeah, and, and it by the way, it works. Yeah, yeah, it should Pe be, it should work. It works. People click the link and they do they do the stuff. And and if you're a kid and your and your parent create an account, it'll email or text them. Yeah. Say Johnny was supposed to do this today. It still hasn't done. Needs to be dope. You should be. You should ideally do this by the end of the day. You know, sometimes the parents are like, "Yeah, hey, we're on vacation for three days. We're not doing anything." You know, but get parents involved as part of the email, which I do already for the test. And it also it emails the parents how all the kids have done on their last recent assignments, where they're at. You know, so they're they're kind is of. Is there any community sense of community so that's batches? The, so that's the next thing I want to do. What I want to do is have like sort of dynamic, uh, almost like automated, and throw people together and say. You know, if you're like, well, I want to do this and it says, hey, well, if you want to start next week, there's going to be a group of seven people who all are roughly the same level and want to start. Do you want to be part of a group? 
Yes. Got right. It. Is gotcha. it a kid group or are you an adult or this is with other adults? There's seven of them or there's 12 of you. And then it'll kind of like, you know, you know, pit you against each other and sense like, okay, so let's see for the high score. So Justin was the high score, got a 98% on the assignment, you know, or who's master or, you know, or so-and-so like Jason jumped out of lead. He did two bonus, uh, not modules this weekend and you're like, oh crap, you know, and you get, I'm thinking of, of going along with that. I'm thinking of pitching people against each other by say by every week at the beginning of the week, choose the person who's one higher than you yeah, and say, can you beat John this week? Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's well. You know, Sandy plays with the Candy Crush yeah. thing, and it and it kind of randomly throws her against people, and she competes against these people yeah. for whatever stupid reason. And she's like, "I know this is stupid, but I'm kind of arid. I can't let you know, uh, you know, this woman <laughs> can't beat let, me, and yeah, you know, this, yeah. or hoo I beat everybody this week." <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to use whatever cognitive biases or tricks I can to help people achieve what they said they want to achieve. Right. You know, like problem is a lot of these th devices are used for people to waste time on video games or to click ads. This is like. You know, if, if you can use that kind of stuff for people to help achieve, achieve their dreams or their educational dreams or their like health dream, whatever, or their goals, like it's free reign, right? It's the way we know a lot of things can kind of convince gamification and nudges and things to help people do and stay on track for what they want to do. And um, I think creating it, making it social, gamifying it, having lots of like mini achievements. Okay, well, you've gotten here and you've unlocked these three lessons. Here's the path here. You know, people who've done this have also done this or, you know, here's the next course you might want to do. Okay, so once again, from, from an idea based on Nugget, they've got this momentum score. Yeah. So the momentum score is basically this kind of weighted score that keeps track of every day you've done something. That's great. You know, mental tracker. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so it, the, the, the way that I calculate it is your maximum score is seven and we, we calculate it over a month. So, you know, if you, if you've checked in like two days every week for a month, you, you get a score of two. If you check in all the time, you get as close to seven as possible. It, it constantly goes up and down, you know, depending on how much you do, but you're aiming for a seven. Yeah, well, you know, I remember when I, I, I said some code cha coding challenges for Colby when he was learning how to, um, he, he wanted to write some code. He wanted to make some money because he wanted to build his own machine. Yeah. You know, and it was going to cost like five or six hundred bucks and I, five or six hundred dollars. I said, all right, Colby, I said, I'll tell you what, how about I set some coding challenges? You get five bucks, you know, or five points for this or 10, you know, but if you did it for X many days in a row in a week, you get bonus points. Yeah. bonus dollars or every you know if you did more than two difficult ones in a week you get you know whatever so it was just like these yeah you you, you kind of yeah i wanted to incentivize him to do something every day and if he wanted more than two a day that was even more you know so i think like that have, are very effective so will you will you put stuff like that in this absolutely well? now so this is what we're going to mock up this is what we're going to think through i mean here's the thing like how much of this should be version one and one five and two? Like, you know, obviously we don't want to go ape shit on this and be like, well, that's like six months of code of UI code and get that done. So we so, have to kind of talk through. I mean, some of the stuff is like, what? okay, here are all really cool stuff. I'm glad we're talking about it because it should be part of the thought process and what this design could be. But we don't actually probably shouldn't implement this until November. So, you know, so now like I'm thinking we need to go one step back, which is to just mind map the, the, the concepts like mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. So step one, mind map these concepts. It's a big sprawling spider looking mind map that just has everything in 
mind mapping is so great because you can drag stuff around it's really easy like it's just like this fluid document that you can drag an entire tree onto another tree we can do that that'll be real quick like 20 30 minutes whatever How, we'll what get that whole say? thing done then we'll look at that and we'll go okay what's what's the mvp here and we'll gray out all the ones that are just like not useful but you've still got this this architectural document for the future you know that you can do and yeah. then we go ahead and we say okay right this is this is our mvp and then we look at how we're going to do the interactions for that product we sort of we, we're going to just brainstorm just have discussions about what is that product what's that product going to look like but then we're going to go ahead and do come up with the on, onboarding ideas yeah. come up with the main app ideas and that's just going to be a simple list of screens and then yeah. we're going to mock up all the screens that would be really really helpful yeah. i i'd really appreciate any any help you give me in that area um one other thing i want to add and i think that would be really interesting is we've been kind of prototyping like um video built-in video conferencing mm. so that um it's built within the hair so you yeah. could do like and oh the was, tutors yeah so what i'm thinking is i mean there's a lot of for instructor-led courses and we have scheduled ta sessions this would be absolute it's would be an awesome thing to have but i think what would be really cool is as almost not viral, but an incentivized to do it. It's like, hey, if you get a group of six people to do this, then you're obviously to a premium group and you get an automatic hour and a half with a TA per week or something like that. So imagine if you're trying to learn something and you're like, you know, or if you guys, everyone wants to pay $20 more a, a, a month, then you get, you know, two or three lessons a week. So it's like, hey, we got this guy on. He's like, and you guys can figure out times. Or we, we have a, a range of tutors that tutor for that, for that, specialty for this courses and you could say hey we you know when can everybody be available so they're paying each each person's paying but if they if they become a group they get a free ta session thinking so i mean obviously i forgot the math uh, the, the 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 so like the dropbox model that's what i'm th yeah, saying yeah so it's like oh you know i'm gonna and i know a lot of times when i've tried to do stuff people are like oh we should learn this together yeah you know people are like let's learn this together usually no one or two other people want to do it say hey you know i'm talking about doing this like let's all just do this together and it'll be so much easier if like two or three days a week or even two days a week, we have like a TA, we can, we can be back and forth in video and share a screen and they can work through problems and help us through stuff. Because here's the thing about math, a lot with, if the software is really good, the tutorials are really good, the video is good, you can do most of it on your own, but it is so nice to have some, an expert you can go to and say like, I just don't get this. Yeah. I don't get, I just stuck on here. And someone could just go, oh, then they can help you figure it out. You know, they then that's what that having somebody there is always um, it's just a huge um, bonus. Mm. And I think, and I think it'd be kind of thing that like if somebody wanted to set up like a normal account, you know, it's not if you want to set up by a premium account, you get X number of TA hours. You know, where'd you get the TAs? Oh, I mean, I think just pay find people online who are. Say, hey, you know, you will pay you X dollars per, per session and they can get sort of reviewed and ranked and, you know, and I'm sure there's a ton of people who, I mean, I know there, you know, there are people who would love to get, if, you know, obviously everybody has a price, but there are people who are in grad school or undergrads or people who are engineering. And they'd love to do that. Yeah. They'd love to do that. Yeah. Be like, oh, you know. Oh, I, I loved abstract algebra. It's such a fun course for me. Oh yeah, on a two days a week or a few days a week, I do TA sessions. I get paid money and it's I get like, to help um, through it. It's like a, a, a tiny sliver of any foo. Yeah, a little, a little <laughs> bit of that, yeah. But nice. um, yeah, so I'm kind of thinking along those lines too. And I think, I think, because if you think about like, 
you know, it's just we talked about the masters of scale conversation with Airbnb and, you know, they have like, you need people to love your product. Like what will make people go, oh my God, this is just amazing, right? Mm -hmm. And it, you have to have all of these things, I think, to make it amazing. I think it could still be really good even without these things, but you add this stuff in and people are just like, yeah, it's like, you, you want to learn math, like this is, this is how you do it. Yeah, it's like with Airbnb, just as an example, you know, just taking the photos of the house is like one thing, but there's, there's so many different pieces of attention to detail that add up that's right. to create this thing that people love. And that's what you're talking about. It's just lots of attention to detail that adds up. Hey, there's these great Some tutorials, is greater than the there's great yeah. video, instructor, instruction videos, there's a great sort of assessment and this distributed practice that's built in and the scheduling based on, and then and nudging and then cohorting and achievements. Yeah. And, and you have this custom course to learn exactly what I want to learn. And oh geez, now I can have TAs if I, I want with this, you know. I mean, it just seems like you pull all that together. It's uh, very exciting. I, I'm really excited about it. Oh. I think it sounds great. Thanks. Yeah, so I appreciate that. That's well, it's a lot of, it's a lot to do. So I mean, I I just kind of was thinking, I was like, what do what do I really need to do? And I really need to go through this process and and get these screens. And then I need to hire a front end developer to work. I, I have one developer, but he's not really a he's not a front end guy. And so, well, are you going to get a developer or are you going to get a designer? Probably do both. I mean, I could. Yeah, have you should do. You should go through. Like, I really recommend. You get a designer to design it and a yeah. developer to code. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So we go through the mock everything up. We go through the stages of mocking up. We get like a here are the thirty-seven screens or whatever it ends up being that are fully designed out, and then you have and you get a good front-end developer and let's build this using React or whatever, and um, we have a mobile version and we got to go through that whole process. Um, but I just was like, I need to like really get serious on turning this into a product and not just being like a, a, a support system for the, for the math academy itself. It's, it's, it's way too expensive to, for that. And um, I think there's way too much potential there. And there's a lot of people I've talked to who really want it. So it's mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, is this gonna be like a, a giant company? Who, who knows? Could it be a successful small company where you have, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of people around the world using it in five years from now? And, and making a real, and, and you know, you have 20, 30, 50, 100 people working for it, and you have this stellar content and stellar learning experience. Yeah, I think that's very, very possible. What's your your pricing model going to be? Are you Is it going to be a one time fee? No, I'm going to be monthly. subscription. I want to do a subscription. I want to do a monthly, some kind of a monthly thing. I think, you know, I, that's, that's, yeah, I think I want to do a monthly. Or is it by course? See, the thing is, is like, I'd rather. I'd rather have it monthly and then you can do whatever courses you want. And because thing is that when you learn something, you need, even when you're done with the course, you need to be continually reminded over time if you want to, if you don't want to hold on to it. There's something about the all you can eat thing that is slightly uninspiring, I think. Like there's, there's a lot of places like lynda.com, you know, where you pay like a subscription and they've just got like thousands of different courses that you can do. And, uh, you know, I've signed up to a couple of those. I mean, this is just like one data point. Mm. But definitely, I just didn't use it. But there's been times when I've spent a thousand bucks on a course. You know, I did it. I mm. really focused on it. Yeah, I mean, so that's these, are, these are things, yeah. these are pricing that you experiment with. I mean, I don't have answers to these things. Yeah. 
I mean, I in my mind, I, I, my, I was like, you know, I would, I would, it'd be great to have like, you know, X dollars a month for a fee for a regular account or premium account. But then maybe you could do it's like, well, here's if you're actively doing a course, but then we have like maintenance, you know, if it's like over time, you want to hold on to this material. Because if you cover a course in three months, like you have to continually do follow up reviews over time. Otherwise, you're going to forget the stuff you learned. Like, you know it then, but that's that's up to you. But maybe we have like a, there's no new material, but you're only in, re, you're sort of in review, you're in maintenance mode. And it's like, okay, well, that's like, you know, $20 a month or $30 a month or versus 50 or $79 a month or whatever it is, you know. But you could also, you could, so you could do course, active course. Because it's consumer, isn't it? So it does need to be low price points. For starters, you know, for starters, it could be, I mean, I ultimately. Well, yeah, you can start, like, always start low. Ultimately, yeah. though, I want, I want the courses to be accredited. Um, so, that you, you know, especially for high school level stuff, so kid, people can get credit for that and say, hey, I did Algebra 2, I want to, you know, over the summer using this, then I want to be able to take a more advanced course. But yeah. there, are, but I think a lot of it's like you have to be, you have to have like online course offering for a couple of years before you can really apply for accreditation. But to go and to go and to a college or something like that's expensive. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, accredited course would be that, more expensive. That's like thousands of dollars. Yeah. I mean, so, there, so there's there's potential of high price. There's points. definitely potential higher, higher higher and higher price points. I just think that for starters, like, what's the really addressable market? The addressable market is going to be, you know, students who... <laughs> but math for machine learning, I mean, don't you think people would just straight away pay 500 bucks? Yeah, I think... I mean... I think that like... one... I think that one is... I've said... I've, every time I see something about... There was another... There was a big blog post on Y Combinator about them. Someone wrote a big post about the, the, the mathematics machine learning. You should know this. You need to know this. You need to know this. Yeah. Here's a, here are the textbooks and here are the things. It's like, yeah, and I, I mean, it wasn't like it was like a thousand points, but it was up on the front page and lots of people were commenting. It was a lot of, I mean, it's like, yeah, like, you know, I, the number of people who take those courses are interested in data science and machine learning is, is huge. And the number of people who actually know and uh, who are really, who know enough mathematics. I mean, there's a huge chasm between the, the interest level of doing those courses successfully and the people who really have the mathematics to, su to succeed in them. There's a big chasm there. Okay, well, we need to have, I would love to have pricing discussion with you as well, because there's, as I've discovered with Nugget, there's definitely a price point that is a high price point, but people will still consider it experimental. Like, so they know that I'm aiming for 2000 and they, mm -hmm. and they know that the course is going to be worth 2000 but 247 is something that they, you know, a fair chunk of people willingly paid that. So that would be the same here because just off the top of my head, like just straight away, I would thought... I mean, 500, totally, like, it definitely, I mean, I could imagine a lot of developers, a lot of hack and use people thinking, yep, I'm going to, it's going to teach me machine, it's going to give me the math I need for machine learning, that's worth 500. Yeah, and you then know? I'm off to the races of the stuff I really want to Yeah, do. so, so, but if, if that's your target price point, yeah. then what's your experimental? That, yeah. that you could get your first alpha users in who don't care that it breaks, who don't care yeah, about all the problems. Yeah, because the initial, because we don't have the machine learning, so that's probably at least six months away to get that content in there so oh, okay. right now what we're gonna do but but all this stuff has to be built out for algebra one algebra two trigonometry we're gonna roll those courses out one after the other because we have a lot of that content there okay so it's a goal in itself the machine learning it's gonna yeah, take a while I mean, to get there let's you know sometime after the new year maybe, maybe we, okay. i don't know if that's mar january or march but i just think that that's a, a really good market and there's nobody really going after it because i mean they're most most of these math things are like high school 
type stuff, yeah. you know, um, and uh, or, 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 or most of math stuff is like little kids. It's like K through five. Most most if you go on and you look at learning apps or math learning sites, it's all like fractions and, you know, it's all like little and then, and then there's like art of problem solving and. So know, the, the reason why I keep on going on about price points, sorry if it's like if, if it's annoying, but like if you're thinking about $10 price points or something like that. So a $10 price point, just I'm not saying you are thinking, but I'm just saying yeah. if you were, a $10 price point is 120 bucks a year. If they, that's if they're paying. That's by, way lower. And I wouldn't if, start with that. I would, I, I think, I think I, I'm thinking like about 50 bucks a month would be sort of. Okay. Yeah. So. I, mean, I wouldn't know. It's, that's not, $10 a month is not, this is, is worth way more than that. I mean, the amount of people pay for tutors so. and math stuff, it's, it's. Yeah, so that's like six hundred a year. I think I I think we had a th okay. I th I, but I think you could easily go to a hundred dollars a month if people are doing real courses. And stuff. Oh, okay. You know? Okay, but yeah, you know, Fair it's enough. somewhere in the thirty nine to you know uh, forty fifty bucks a month, even for you know learning algebra and geometry and stuff like that easily. You know, um, especially if you start throwing in any kind of like you know TA sessions, and it really goes. It's up. It's just really going to be interesting to see. If you can sustain the churn, you know the churn versus getting the upfront large, large sum. Well, like, let's see. Here's the thing. I mean, remember, most of this is initially going to be selling to parents for their kids. Yeah. Okay. Parents put down the money. Kids doing it, right? Yeah. I mean, most most cases, that's that's the way it's going to work. Yeah. You know, mom and dad are be like, all right, so we're going to sign you up. We're this is what we're doing. You know, you only got you got to see in trigonometry. So this summer we're going to do trig. Okay. You know, you're not complaining about how bored you are in math. Okay, we signed you up for this thing. You can learn, you know, pre-calculus yourself. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, and, and the kids will do it, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, we'll, we'll take it. Let's take it offline. Yeah, yeah. yeah so they get, so, yeah. get in the weeds on this. But, um, yeah. yeah, speaking of, it's funny. I was talking uh, of, of, like, moving things forward. Alex, who's my director of content, he's like, hey, man, like, he's like, you know, I built a cash flow model and all this stuff for my last business. He's like, you want me to do one for, I'm like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, I've never built a cash flow model, but I'm, I was like, you know, that's just like one of those things I'm procrastinating about because it's going to be, you know, I'm going to go and go, okay, so how do I need to do this and read some tutorials on it and get a template and start screwing around. But it's like, in the end of the day, I don't really want to do it. He's like, yeah, yeah I could do it in like three hours. I got it's like no problem. Right. So I'm like, guess what your next project is? <laughs> so he's, he's, he's like, but you're gonna you're gonna have to understand what the price is to do that, right? What the you you are gonna have to understand. Well, but you need the, a model that you can play with. It's just an okay. input, yeah, you know. Right. Um, I mean, I think, I think my mentally, I'm like, what's it gonna take us to get a thousand users paying fifty dollars a month across the world? That can make us fifty thousand a month. That's that's kind of like what I have mentally, you know, maybe. Maybe we change the price a little bit, and the, you know, but that's kind of the um, magnitude that I'm thinking. Yeah, you know, for for the amount of, you know, that'll put us in the. I mean, it depends on more people I hire, but that'll give us in in the in, you know comfortably you know, growing and in the black and doing this kinds of stuff. Yeah, Does that makes sense. It does I'm super skeptical about the the SaaS. Like the subscription model, even though it succeeds for Lynda.com. Uh, I mean, even yeah, I mean, that yeah. stuff is, but that's true. Yeah. But you're you're kind of getting. I'm just skeptical. That's all. But you're getting caught up on just because you don't like it. But you're getting caught up on 
details. I yeah. mean, you know, what's the what's the conversion difference between a monthly price versus a course price? Easily, these are things you play with. Got it. Yeah. Not a big deal, right? Like, I mean, but I think, but given the fact that distributed practice approach to this, you don't take a course and stop doing it at the end. Otherwise, you're going to lose it all. You don't do that. You don't get in shape. Okay, I lost 30 pounds. And then just go back into your old habits. You're going to gain all your fat. You're going to get everything back. You don't do that. That's not how life works. <laughs> That's great. Well, it's great. Well, it's it's a great, it's a peculiarity though of, of math because you can keep on throwing problems at them mm -hmm. like that's that's problem. peculiar that's weird for for the education like for example nugget it doesn't mm -hmm. really work in that way yeah you know so that's an interesting peculiarity yeah here are the problems got. and yeah. i can say here solve these five problems you really want to do this and again we show you a chart of like here's why you want to do these problems like here are things that he, these are like this vein of things that this by doing this problem will sort of stretch but, all of these particular but yeah but you could kind of keeping them fresh as well like right talking about the subscription model like you could in theory, you know, after they finished everything, you could keep throwing them, like you said, refresh it. Just keep keep them in the game. Five challenge problems. Yeah, you know, five, you just have yeah. three challenge problems a day, or, or yeah. you know, whatever. Like you could have, like you could say, so you they know, don't forget it. Yeah, and so it's like, oh, and a lot of times people are like, oh, I'm gonna see if I can do this problem. Let me see if I can do this problem. That but it, it, but it's also it's because the stickiness to it. But that doesn't work for like history, you know, or. Not as or much. English, you know, I mean, Not as it's much, yeah. yeah, like with math, that's a cute, that's a weird thing that it does work that way. Yeah. Well, yeah. People like there's a site called brilliant.org where they send out like problems. We kind of sign up and they just send yeah. you challenge problems and they're, they're kind of like catnip for, for people who like math. They're like, Oh, that's a cute, that's an interesting problem. <laughs> like if they're fun to solve these math problems, it's not like, it's not like you're doing it just because I need to read it. It's like, it's fun. Yeah. So, but it also has the stickiness. All right, so you ready to wrap this up? I think so. I think Sun. so. We've we've been uh, rolling for two hours. I know there's been a couple of breaks, but uh, I think it's been a good length. All right. Well, let's let's call it then. Time to move on with our lives. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap. We're out.